healthcare. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Nearly a two-word review just said, shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the last minute. That right there is a lot of Welcome back to the Basement, fellow music lovers. You are now tuned in to yet another exciting adventure with us here on Chunky Glasses, the podcast. I am your host, Kevin, as usual. Hope you're having a good time of it. Uh, got a lot of great music coming your way. So much great music that we're going to have to dip back in time here. I don't know how we're going to cover all the stuff we need to cover here in the next month or two. But uh, this album from Brandy Carlisle, by the way, I forgive you, um, sort of jumped out at us a couple weeks ago. When it was released, and it was one of those things where we know the artist, uh, we're sort of fans of her career. Uh, Honestly, it hadn't always been my thing. And then you hear this particular record, uh, produced by Dave Cobb, and it's just one of those weird, out-of-time records that just hits you and works regardless of any issues that the album... It's great, is what I'm saying. And so uh, Eduardo and I decided we need to talk about it, so that's what we're doing today. So um, we're going to be doing that today. Keeping these intros short. Hope you dig that. Um, but we're going to be doing that today. And then uh, Eduardo found a guy. He's going to have to tell you all about this. Uh, we're It's funny because we're both Steely Dan freaks. We have yet to talk about Steely Dan actual on this podcast. It's almost happened, but not quite. And uh, he found an Italian dude who uh, sounds exactly like Donald Fagan and has been sort of losing his mind over this guy. So... Uh, we've got a track for that for you to hear and check out and see if you agree. So for fans of the Steely Dan, know that it didn't just happen in Brooklyn. Uh, it was a worldwide phenomenon, apparently. And, uh, and that's it. So a lot of fun, a little bit of, a little bit of beer consumed here and some great goddamn tunes. Uh, if that is your idea of fun for the next hour, whether you're on your commute, whether you're out walking, uh, in what I assume is going to be the nicer weather, according to this a few weeks early, uh, you know, whatever you're hanging out with a friend, cooking some dinner. How about that? Whatever you're doing, uh, listen to us uh, if you're ready and you're set and and you're mentally prepared. Let's head on down to the basement to meet my friend Eduardo as we uh, we dig into Brandy Carlisle's exquisite new album, By the Way I Forgive You. say if I said I'd never seen The Law and Order? N- none of them? I've seen the credits. I've never seen The Law and Order. Hold on. So, that, so here, here's the thing. Including I, all I, of the including spinoffs? All of it. All of it. I watch bad TV. I will cop to that. I do not watch You don't watch Law and Order Dick Wolf? Bad. <laughs> is that Dick Wolf? Dick Wolf is the executive oh, producer guy. On. That's his name, man. Um, is that really his name? Yeah, so the way those shows work, Kevin, is that there's a, there's a case of the week. It's much like a medical procedural, but instead of trying to solve a patient, there's a crime that they're solving. And then you get about seven minutes of someone dealing with an ongoing, you know, someone's getting a divorce or 
someone has a oh, I mean, I know how it works because I've watched television. And and, it, and, and and little in fact, that's how the Love Boat worked as well. I, I, I so I've never really watched the Love Boat. See, yeah. See? So so what are you what are you done to me? Well, I mean, Law and Order is everywhere now. Like, there's probably four channels running hour nine. What does that say? Of, the Love Boat is every. I mean, Law and Order is everywhere, and the Love Boat is nowhere. Did they get so Love Boat? Is that the one where there's they get stuck on an island? No, that's Fantasy Island. Mm. But and they don't get stuck; they pay to go do it. So what's so the Love Boat is exciting and Lo- new. Lo- Love Boat is a collection of uh, uh, <laughs> stereotypes, <laughs> just just traveling around a ship facilitating fucking. Hmm. But, so they, so they but dock, you can't, so they dock can't, places? can't say that. Okay. <laughs> dock. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, a, sh- a ship in port, Kevin. Maybe. No, no. Back back in the day, you could not. No. They did not deal with homosexuals in, in uh, the uh, 80s. They're like Chip and Joanna Gaines. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, man, I just realized I could talk a, a long time about uh, Love Boat. I need to see it again. I used to watch it every is, every goddamn Saturday. I, I assumed it was like the same group of people stuck on a boat, but what you're saying is they would go somewhere and no, people. It's, facil- and people, it's facilitators. Yeah, it, it is the love crew, and they and they and then people come on the boat, and then sometimes it'd be like somebody who is looking for love. Sometimes they were mm. looking for love in all the wrong places. Yeah. So, but but and then sometimes it was like married couples. Sometimes they even I think there was a swinging episode. Whoa. Because everyone just needed a little, a little strange. Yeah, it was just <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, is this really appropriate talk for Brandy Carlisle? Well, it's it's not. Wait, so one more question. So was each episode a trip, or would yes, a trip yes, last multiple yes, episodes? Yes. Okay. It started and ended. It started with people getting on the boat. It okay. ended with people getting off the boat. Okay. Whether or not they got laid, hmm. they fell in love. They fell in love with themselves. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever, whatever <laughs> happened on that boat, stayed on that boat. You know, self love is an important part of being able to relate to. Others, I agree, so. and I think I think people don't like. You know, in twenty eighteen, that's a term. Whatever, it's like, think about what you're saying. This is this is an auspicious start for yeah. It is an auspicious Carlo, who deserves none of the. <laughs> she deserves none of this, of, of, and that's yeah. fine. And it may be it may be edited out. It probably won't be though. Um, here to talk about Brandy Carlisle. Uh, which is the first time we've talked about Brandy Carlisle, which is kind of a shame. Uh, she's been around since the early 2000s. And uh, debut album 2005. And then since then, I mean, she is... How to put this for people outside of DC? She's a wolf, stra- wolf trap staple. She is. She absolutely is. Which so. means that you are a band or an artist that sells the shit out of some records and that people respect and people love because... Uh, ain't no trifling shit going on on Wolf Trap, and yeah, I mean, I mean, I've so at Wolf Trap, I've seen Lyle Lovett, I've seen, um, uh, I've seen uh, Melissa Etheridge, I've seen, uh, I think I saw G Love there, but I don't want to yeah, cop yeah. to that necessarily. Um, I've seen a ton of Alison Krauss shows. It's the best place to see Wilco now. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So, um, I have, uh, I've played there. Ooh, that was telling you. That's a well, as I as a child, as a child, okay. <laughs> uh, met Itzik Perlman there. Another here, it's been documented on the podcast. But um, anyway, what we're saying, what we're saying is, Brandy Carlisle is statuous as fuck, and um, and rightfully so. She has 
gone through folk, country, rock and roll, uh, name an Amer- Americana genre. Like she can do it. Uh, yeah. She has this huge voice, this huge knack for for storytelling. Uh, I liken her a little bit to John Prine. Mm-hmm. Not as fussy, because mm-hmm. John Prine can be fussy. Uh, so she knows when to dial it back, and she knows she has to make it like uh, appealing to people, not just nerds. Yeah. Uh, she is very notably in 2002. She came out as a lesbian. Uh, she has uh, been an outspoken voice and a huge voice for for uh, LGBTQ rights. And um, again, I'm, I'm shocked that we haven't talked about her yet on this podcast. Yeah, I was. You know, I, I'm I'm a, a relative late comer to Ms. Carlisle's work in that um, I think I actually came across the Firewatcher's Daughter a few years ago um, on like a sort of Spotify algorithm recommendation. That was our 2015 album. Yeah. And uh, and that is a and that is one of those examples of like the minute I heard her, I was like, holy shit, where has this music been? And and, and if you don't know what it sounds like, um, you you know, all of all of the kind of the roots and the Americana elements are in there. But there's this thing that I think great vocalists do, because um, I don't think we talk a lot about how singing is actually kind of a form of acting, right? And like we and haven't like, put it like that, but I mean, we do. But we, yeah, no, we haven't put it like that. But like, but like some of the great, some of the great vocalists, whether it's like Bob Dylan, Kendrick Lamar, um, even I would, I would throw my girl Taylor in there. Like, yeah. there's a there's a way in which you deliver a line, and 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 it and and there needs to be conviction, and when you need to convey desperation, you have to know the best way to do that. Yeah, and those are all things that you have to be able to think about consciously, well, choices. consciously. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And 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 the minute you hear Brandy Carlisle, I think you're just sort of overwhelmed by how well she makes all of those choices to deliver emotion and convey emotion. Yeah, yeah. And and on this album, I think it, it is it gets a little uh, it gets a little out there for that. It does, yeah. Uh, it gets a little out there. There's some, there's some, there's some kind of bold new things happening. Yeah, there, there are, and 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 we're going to talk about like whether or not that comes together or not uh, as a whole on this her sixth album. Right now, I'm going to play the first single, uh, "The Joke," and um, this is not a song I would have expected to hear in 2018. Yeah, from anything yeah. remotely associated country, folk, like anything. Uh, but here we are. So uh, here's the joke. You're feeling nervous, aren't you, boy? With your quiet voice and impeccable style Don't ever let them steal your joy And your gentle ways To keep them from running wild They can kick dirt in your face Dress you down and tell you that your place is in the middle When they hate the way you shine I see you tugging on your shirt Trying to hide inside of it And hide how much it hurts Let them Jokes 
some clunky lyrics aside, I I have two things to say. Holy fucking meatloaf. <laughs> yeah. And Jesus fucking Christ, girl, will you not punch me in the heart like that? Yeah. That is... I, I don't know what that song is actually about. I know I know what the lyrics say. Well, I, I do know what it's about. I know what the lyrics say, and it's about bullying. Right? Yeah, it's the that, assholes that, who mistreat yeah, you yeah, as a kid. Yeah. I've seen that movie, and I know how it ends, and right. the jokes on them. Like, right, right. That is, that's why you and I like rom-coms, right? <laughs> that's exactly yeah, right. That is that's exactly, exactly right. right. <laughs> why you would come out with this... Again, in 2018, uh, you know, we talked about it on the Lucy Dacus podcast, but like, just there's no room for hype anymore. There's just like, do it. Yeah. This is this is what fucking hooked me on this because like, there is no place where this exists where people are like, yeah, this can be popular. Yeah. And and except that, except that her her songwriting has this really weird inviting quality to it. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's sort of like, it's, it's the, it's the kind of thing where like you hear this, uh, I don't want to say you, but, but I hear the songs and, um, and, uh, and, you know, I hear the guitar parts and I think, Oh God, I really want to, I really wish I'd, you know, like I'm, I don't play the guitar, but I, right. I just have this thought of like, God, I, re- I really want to feel what it's like to just strum those chords. Those right. chords sound so good. Right. And then it gets to the chorus and I, and I, kind of want to picture myself at the show and i want to be like i want to be singing whatever this is yeah. right the first time you're hearing the yeah. song you don't know the words but you're like you want to picture yourself in a crowd of people singing those words you know really loudly along with the performer because it has that inviting quality which is one of the things that, that music is supposed to do right it's supposed to be participatory it's not just a bunch of people standing around watching someone on a stage yeah right a live show should should, should yeah. make you want to participate and her songs sort of do that to me. Like you hear a song and you're like, I want to know that chorus and I want to know what it feels like to be surrounded by 800 people shouting that chorus. Right. <laughs> right. So like, I, I don't even know what that, and, and, and to that point, um, you know, this album is kind of scattershot. Mm-hmm. Like I'll, I'll just, let's just get that out of the way. This is kind of scattershot. There is no moment like this later on in the album. It is not an album of songs like this. It is an album of songs of, of, of songs, yeah, that I don't know how they relate a lot of times, yeah. um, which I'm not sure is is actually a problem. I when I think about a lot of the songs on this album, you get to a song like uh, "The Mother," um, mm-hmm. uh, Fulton County Jane Doe, which is just you know Abing Dylan, and there's a weird Buffalo Tom kind of Buffalo thing Tom thing, yeah, yeah, too, um, but yeah, you know, you get to these, and but, it's like it's but, like, but that is a song with a lovely sentiment. Yeah, no, no. Well, yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like you get these all are 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 fantastically crafted songs. These all uh, have their place as songs, and it, it it put together, it makes it a very weird listening experience. When I first heard it, I was like, and there's points on this. I don't know if we're going to get to any of these songs. I honestly, it made me think of Johnny Mitchell. Yeah, because when you think of a Johnny Mitchell record. Um, it it is just the instrumentation, but you don't know where the fuck it's going. Except maybe blue, but Hajira, <laughs> yeah, like, and, and anything around blue, like just go out a couple years, like around blue, you know, you you don't know where it's going, and you don't know where she's going, and you don't know where her voice is going, and, and like the emotion, 
the type of emotions she displays in her voice are like why, that's why she's persistent. Yeah, I th- and and I think her use of falsetto is is actually it's it's bringing more Emmy Lou to the party than maybe there was before uh-huh. in some of yeah. her music. Um, and uh, and I think to your to your point, it's a it's an album that it it sort of feels like just a series of, um, yeah, it's just it's just a bunch of songs. Yeah. Um, but uh, and 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 there's a you know. Uh, the, the 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 recording uh itself is is so lush and and we'll get to that in a moment but but also there's there's this way in which she can she can tread down familiar paths like sweet tooth right so i think it's like a requisite right. thing if you're doing a, a roots or americana album you're going to have to have a song about addiction yeah um and sweet tooth finds some weird new ground that i didn't and right. and you know and and like and well, and it- just about every song, or Sugar Tooth, Sugar Tooth, Sugar, Sugar Tooth, yeah. yeah. But uh, uh, let's play a little bit because okay. I mean that that is a weird. Again, that that is a you know it comes after like an obvious song, Fulton County Jane Doe, and then it's like, uh, well, Sugar Tooth, here you go. Yeah. He wasn't really known for breaking the rules when he arrived in the second year of my high school. He wasn't so much of a twist of fate as a short turner from a southern state. He was born with a sweet tooth he couldn't be Always trying to find himself something sweet All that he found was the trouble in me Or maybe trouble just found him It was hard to hide that his heart had scars He would stay up late talking to the stars People tried to blame him for making bad choices When he was only listening to the voices And searching for some kind of deeper truth between the lines in the Bible and living through There's no point now to judge him in vain If you haven't been there, you don't know the pain So that, that has a lot of Lucinda Williams in it. It does. Lucinda, Lucinda, is, good, Lucinda yeah. is is yeah. all up in that. Yeah. And 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 there's a lot of your obligatory uh, addiction song, but it it doesn't fit with anything on the album. And and right. weirdly though, I'm okay with that because it it's like she. It's like she took like all these like the best ideas, and and we can get it like Dave Cobb produced this, so he is the guy you take your best ideas to. She took all these best ideas, 
and said, you know what? Maybe it doesn't matter that this thematically necessarily works all together. I think I just cracked it though. I think thematically it is. Oh, really? I think forgiveness. I oh. think it's, I think it's really, it's, it's, it's forgiving your bullies. It's forgiving your parents, right? That's the song about, um, how she hears her mom's words coming out of her mouth and doesn't understand it. Right. 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 Um, it's, 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 it's forgiveness for the, for this, for the character in this song who, who basically is, is sort of a, a, a doomed person. And, yeah. and to some, he might be a villain, but, but she really is, is portraying him with, with kind and, and, and loving eyes. And so, and, and literally, as you were saying that, suddenly I was like, wait a minute, by the way, I forgive you. Ah, I get yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, so is that, is that, is that a big enough umbrella to like encompass like all different types of styles? Uh, like does it, does it, yeah. I, I guess, I guess the question is about this album is not, is if Brandy Carlisle is a great songwriter and a great performer and she made a great album, like that is just, objectively fact yeah like all those things but does it like work and and that's what i've been struggling with like since i've been listening to this because i haven't listened to her music before too much and i don't even know why i started listening to this it wasn't because of dave cobb it wasn't because ooh, brandy carla has a thing part of it was if you look at the album cover yeah by the way i forgive you and it's like uh sort of Looks like a painted version of mm-hmm, her. Mm-hmm. Uh, possibly uh, one of the eyes looks blue. Yeah, black. Yeah. It blue. does. It does. Yeah, like beaten up. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. She looks. She looks bruised and 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 weary. Yeah. Um. But uh, and you feel it. That I mean, that yeah. is a thread in all these songs. But 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 so you're 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 gonna go down the road of like this is now all about like all the different ways you can forgive people. Well, the well the Fulton County Jane song I think is a song about, um, I read some press that made me, that that I was like, I don't think that's what the song is about. I think the Fulton County Jane Doe song is about a kind of a one-night stand. Right. And, and, I th- and, 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 and the point she keeps making in the song is, is that your parents named you something other than the thing that I keep calling you by, and you deserved better than, than, the, way, yeah, than the way I yeah. think of you, right? You deserve better than the title I've given you. You deserve to be called by your name. And so... I don't know that, but I have, but I'm going to give you one. It's going to be, um, Fulton County Jane. But, uh, and even, you know, I, I think, I think, I think what she's chosen to do here is to just bring forward as much kindness as you can fit onto one record. Yeah. Um, which is such a noble and laudable thing. And it's not, you know, and even, even, even and our, weird. Yeah. Even like, even Sam Outlaw had to like, he had like one mean song, I think, on Tender. You know what? That's a good, that's actually a good, a good, uh, analog here. Yeah. I hadn't thought of, cause that is a very kind album. Yeah. Yeah. Um, songs that you loved, I didn't love at first. Mm hmm. Like that third song, the Bougainvillea. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I got into it, and then I was like, "This is one of my favorite albums and songs of all time." Yeah, like this is this is, and and it was kindness in a year where there was anything but. Yeah, uh, which is like it's hard to get meta about music, like because does Brandy Carlyle think about like how music works? We talk about how music works. And if you put if you put this like vessel of kindness just floating out into the world, uh-huh. and you don't care about like like it doesn't make sense all the songs together, but it actually does in this other weirder emotional innate context. Like what what the fuck is that? Yeah, who, and who it, does and, that? 
Well, and 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 two, she's not she's not a precious artist who's right. trying to uh, who has a sort of like, well, I'm going to write a song, you know, like. I mean, my favorite band to, to to crap all over. Let's not forget that Radiohead's Kid A is about what the first human clone. Yeah, and they were like, we're gonna write an album about this. No, Brandy Carlisle, like she releases albums because she's got songs. Yeah, <laughs> right. And uh, and and so it's just a very different concept of and 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 so if a theme emerges or if there's something to tie them all together or to choose these twelve songs as opposed to these other eight songs, then 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 that's that's great but but this is this is a a full-on working musician and it's and what's fun about her is to kind of play out you know imagine another 10 years right so so she's been around for about 13 14 years yeah she's got six albums under her belt um she keeps that up for another 10 or 15 years and suddenly she's she's playing these tours and she has 150 really strong original songs to write to yeah to yeah. pick from. Yeah, because, and again, like, in digging back through her catalog, like, all her songs are... They're uniformly strong. Yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> I mean, like, that's there's... thus the John Prine comparison. Yeah. Yeah. This it's is what makes some... it easy to look past her, in a sense, is that is that they're mm-hmm. all sort of so good, and you just think, oh, well, that's just her, that's just her third gear. Yeah. Right? But it's... Yeah, it is, and, uh, you know, but what you're talking about leads to, like, some, some sort of, and this is certainly true in John Prine's case, a, a kind of re- religion, you know, where people uh, spring up around an artist, Bob Dylan being the most famous, but but you have like smaller artists like this, the the, the songwriter title. And um, I haven't ever figured out, the the best conversation I had about that was with uh, Jen Wasser of mm. Y Oak. Yeah. yeah. And, and talking about how she works within her idiom and, and doing, she, she knows it innately and she knows what, what the hell to do. And, um, that that focus you well you don't see in her in indie rock too much ever but it is here it is mm-hmm. here in in her music in in all the singer songwriters that's that's what we think of as singer songwriters yeah you can break exactly the rules it. but there's no rules uh, I, I want to play because this is wildly different from the last song uh, this is like a fight song. Like, what, like just what the fuck, Brandon Carlisle? Let's hold that hand. falls in the haunted halls, a man he will understand. He will comprehend. He will not pretend. He will not pretend. When the rain don't fall and the river don't run and the wind takes orders from the blazing sun, the devil don't break with a forest egg and you had about as goddamn much as you can take. The devil don't take a break. The devil don't take a break. The devil don't take a break.
that is just a lovely uh, there are so many contrasts in that song there's the there's the tempo of of the verse which is sort of uh you know maybe uh copped from like desolation row or something and then <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, so, yeah. so it's sort of like desolation row into like a phil Spector produced uh chorus yeah it, which 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 is doubled right because this because then it goes into like the sort of like uh the 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 da da kind of piece and then she comes back into this like angry distorted spoken word quasi rap thing yeah and if and if you hear that and you don't think oh my god i want to be able to deliver those lines with that level of conviction and anger and enthusiasm um it, it's just i just broke through a wall yeah like, like, it's, like, it's like just, I, I punched right through a wall. Like, <laughs> yeah, the reaction's in, physical. In, I mean, the reaction is physical, and that that is that is the remarkable thing about this album. Every single time I listen to it, that's we haven't said that yet. The reaction yeah. is physical. It is, yeah. It is for that song. It is manipulative. Uh, everything we've said about this album being disjointed is contained within that song, and somehow, like it all. Fucking work. It just ends up because, being because glorious. you like, get through that song. You hear the joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a song we're gonna play in a few minutes that gets you in, and and might be the only real song on the album. Honestly, okay. You know, I I, I think like what Carlisle is doing here or has done is establish some weird ultimate reality where you have to exist in her. These are her roles. Yeah, yeah. These are this is this is what you're in for. This is not. 2018 this is not 2016 this is that song has been done to death by people like edward sharp and the magnetic zeros thank you for saying that yes and and they suck yeah right and, and you know there is it's arcade fire's fault and i love me some early arcade fire <laughs> um but they brought in the whole or they stole it from country but they brought in the whole who stole it from gospel Right. <laughs> they brought it. They, they brought it. They brought in the whole, uh, the whole like everybody singing once. Yeah, and and yeah. this communal thing, and that's why that's why funeral. That's why neon Bible were so great. Mm-hmm. That's why the suburbs weren't quite as great, but they were actually their better songs. And then everything after is shit. Um, I I like Arcade Fire less than I like Radiohead. So, that, so oh wow, that's my oh okay. I'm 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 unpopular like that. Yeah. Um. But but. But yeah, this is. Uh, I, I'd almost say that's trolling that whole, like movement, freak folk, whatever you want to call it, like you know, the unity of people singing together has a power. That said, does. if you exploit it <laughs> in by singing about your bong, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, you, you're canceled. You can't do that. And and she's not. She's bringing that together and and bringing. It, I mean, if you if you think about folk songs, the best folk songs that you know all about it, like mm-hmm. you know, are, are people joining in in song. Yeah. Well, uh, it's and, secular music without being like in church. Yeah, and 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 you know, one of one of the one of the standout songs from from Firewatcher's Daughter before this was Wherever Is Your Heart, which and the chorus is is basically Wherever Is Your Heart Is Your Home. And it and and, and yeah. so even when she's delivering a conventional song, there's a way in which she's she's being life affirming and um and again inviting the listener in and speaking to you. Like that's I think one of the tricks that this album has is that um you feel like 
you feel like uh, the songs are addressing you and they're sort of saying, hey, stop the thing you're doing. I need you to listen to this. And whether she's doing that uh, through the rawness of the vocals, um, like on Hold Out Your Hand um, and the last song in the album, Party of One, is just mm-hmm. was just sort of a vocal tour de, yeah. tour de force. I yeah. mean, um, and it's a song where like, I think the first time I listened to it, I thought halfway through, I just thought, okay, I've, I've, I've gotten everything out of this. And then there's that kind of outro that, that, that um, comes into that song that just changes it radically. But uh, it, it's just, it's, it's, the key is that she understands how to relate to the listener and she understands how to, how to yeah. make the listener feel like they're, they're involved and that there are stakes. And sometimes you do that by surprising the listener. Sometimes you do that by giving them what they want. Yeah. Um, but which is whatever it is, the joke is is what they want. Yeah. Right. They they, they want the power ballad. They want the Adele. They want the, like, that's, that's going to be on the Grammys. Yeah. And also it is going to be on the Grammys and the vibrato that she's bringing to the table. Now I'm not, I'm not sure. And again, it's because I'm, I'm sort of a late comer to her catalog. So Mm -hmm. I, so I only know the stuff before Firewatcher's daughter as a kind of, you know, big massive stuff that came before, but I don't think I've, I've quite heard something like the joke. And and that sort of just we're gonna we're gonna center this around my ability that, to to well, do that yeah and, and that that song in particular like just sort of smacked me in the face mm. like because as uh, I mean look you play orchestra growing up if you're in music growing up so you know theater you don't have to be a theater kid. Right, it's a theater kid song. I mean, that, yeah, that is, it is. It, it is. It's about. I mean, be, it's, be, it's literally about Glee. theater. It'd be on Glee if Glee were. It could be on Glee. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so hearing that, just like you know, if you grew up listening to Phantom of the Opera, Cats, mm-hmm. like you were, you were the person who bought all the uh, Broadway musical soundtracks. Which honestly, you should have. Because those composers are some of the best musicians on the planet. Like, you can't, like, I mean, it's right in the title. It's a joke. Like, (laughs) the joke's on them. I've seen the movies, but you've seen the musicals. Hamilton. Right. Come on. Like, that. that is, it is eternally a Revenge of the Nerds scenario. Um Minus minus the bad stuff from Revenge of the Nerds, yeah, which we have. Well, to, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 you have to you have to disclaim that. Okay, just you know, just no. <laughs> but, we all we all do. <laughs> but yeah, and and so it's just surprising. Like you have that, you have what we just heard, you have uh, Sugar Tooth, yeah, yeah, covering all these bases, and it's just like, wow, you're you're really doing it all, and you're not. It, this is such a non traditional album uh, structure, yeah, that it took. A minute to get around it and then I, once i did i was like i put it on and i'm like i'm here for all of it because i yeah. like all of these things right and as a listener you should like all of these things and i feel like and and and, and the thing about her given the strength of her catalog is that i feel like in two or three years she'll come out with a new album and that'll just it'll, it basically will just kind of like and this is weird to say it it, it, it sounds like i'm i'm downgrading it but i'm not it's just going to replace this one yeah, it'll just sort of be yeah. like, well, here's the next Brandy Carlisle album, and you just sort of move on to that, and it's probably going to be just as good as this one because she's, because um, I I really just can't underestimate uh, or understate how how competent she is, um, which is not to damn we, her with faint praise. Like well, she is, a, she is. We haven't amazing, brought up McKenna. Yes, it's, it's or Musgraves. It's on that. It's uh, but it, but it's but it's on that level. It's on the level, you know? and and the reason I bring that up is because we're going to play a song. 
that I think this is uh, in my top five. This is a feel song for Kevin, huh? Uh, this is in my top five songs uh-huh. of, of the past two decades. Wow. Uh, because here's the things I look for in a song. I, I want it to like, make me feel something, first of all. Uh-huh. But I, I want it to, to uh, faithfully execute upon the <laughs> idiom that it, it chooses to to uh, parlay in. And, uh, well put. And this... We'll talk a little bit about this. This is every time I hear this song. On the radio It made me kind of sad Because it made me think of you I don't wonder how you're doing But I wish I didn't care Because I gave you all I had And got the worst of you By the way I forgive you After all Maybe I should thank you For giving me what I found Cause without you around I've been doing just fine Except for any time I hear that song Didn't it break your heart When you watched my smile fading Did it ever cross your mind That one day the tables would be turned They told me the best revenge Would be a life well in And the strongest one that holds Would be the hardest one to earn By the way For any time I hear that song Ooh. Oh, any time I hear that song Ooh. That song for me could be A Long December by the Counting Crows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so let's place that that's song. A, that's a song that breaks me. Why does yeah. why did why does Long December work? Because it, it plucks your emotions. It it plucks oh, exactly yeah. like the feels that you of, of loss, of love. Like mm-hmm. it, it punches you right in the heart and it gets right out of the gate. This is the first song on the album. This could be a Jimmy Buffett song. This could be. You're bullish on Buffett these days. I am. Yeah. I am because yeah. uh, um, we're going to do a Buffett thing. Okay. But I, I also, if you go back and, and listen to songs like He Went to Paris, uh, Pirate Looks at 40, mm-hmm. you understand that what he was talking about was not his lifestyle. He was talking about the human condition and trying to figure out, as a young man, and interacting with these people more so. I mean, this is a guy at the top of his game, but as is Brandy Carlisle. Uh, She's talking in the song about um, truths that are, I don't know, played out by now. That's sort of my point. So many people have done them, but that doesn't mean they don't ring true. And yes, and so if you can do it and stick, just stick the fucking landing, you get a song like that. Yeah, and it makes you feel, and it makes you hurt, 
and it makes you think about somebody you're not with, mm-hmm. even if you're with somebody who like yeah. Like you, it, you can you can be perfectly happy, balanced yes. in a, in a great place, and a song like that just has a way of like throwing you off balance and like yeah. making you feel like the angsty, yeah, you know. And that's the intro of the album, and yeah. I think I think that actually might be the point of the album, is that you go from that the joke is the next song, mm-hmm. uh, hold out your hand is the next song, like you have three different radically different like styles yeah. of music getting into it, and it's just to say that like this whole experience that we're going through is made up of all these parts and and I am not I speaking like as Brandy Carlisle am not willing to just keep compart- compartmentalizing them. It's like this all happens at once. It does. You watch this yeah. is us this is your favorite thing. <laughs> well, actually it's it's oh my god, I can't believe, I can't believe you're bringing that up because I because I was going to invoke that kind of principle before of like um that if you can, in my mind, if, if, if you can put together a show like This Is Us, then, then you deserve to have a place on TV. And if you can write songs like Brandy Carlisle can, yeah. you should, you should forever be able to work. You should forever be able to tour. Yeah. You should forever have fans and be able to sell records and, and be able to do new things, right? That's what, that's what artists care about and as, as well they should. And, and it's just, you know, we, we, there's a bias in, in how we talk about music, which is to cover the times that like someone shot for the moon and they, yeah, and they got yeah, it or whatever. And, 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 and you end up kind of having these, these unsung, um, not unsung, but just, but just the sort of the people who show up every day and they do the work and they make good music. And it's music that does what we want music to do. And you end up looking past them for whatever reasons. And, and, and Brandy Carlisle has, has sort of been, uh, at that at that small to mid level for for i think too long i mean she's just too good a songwriter to not have more widespread recognition yeah well i mean this is the first time we've talked about her she has widespread recognition she does she does she she is she is a super fucking star and she has earned it she's she's uh it's a weird she's I need to think of the right way to say this. I think, I think she does not get, um, I think her fans are, they're like fish fans. Okay. <laughs> right. They sort of, they're, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna love whatever she gives right. them. Right. And I say this as someone who likes fish more than the average person, <laughs> less than, less than many people I know, but still more than the average person. Right. right. Um, and, and I, and I, and I think she deserves not to be typecast is I think what I'm trying to say. I think, I think she deserves to be able to, to speak to, to, to everyone. And, yeah. and I don't know that she's really gotten that chance, but, but I hope she does. I think this album gets, gets her that chance. Yeah. I think it has literally something for everyone. Yeah. If you want somebody who's at the top of their game and immense, like, there's no words for the amount of talent. <laughs> like, she, like, <laughs> This is yeah. This she is just she's a fascinating talent. Yeah, she's so good. Uh, then this is this is it for you. And uh, and then uh, do what we're gonna do and dig back into the uh, old catalog. Now I feel bad yeah. for us being like, eh, I'm not gonna listen to that. <laughs> uh, now I I I want to know everything about her as an artist, like her output. See how it got to this because this is uh this is a fantastic. Uh, weird breath of fresh air 
Yeah. In uh, honestly, in the history of the podcast, because we've never, we'll never ever be like this album doesn't make sense, but it's fucking awesome. <laughs> and that's exactly but, what this album is. It yep. does not make sense put together the way you think of an album, but it's fucking awesome, yep. start to finish. It is it is it is amazing. So uh, we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, Eduardo, you're gonna tell me about uh, a guy who really. Loves Donald Fagan more than you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so hang tight. Uh, and that was Brandy Carlisle's uh, by the way. Bernie Carlisle, uh, by the way, I forgive you, is available everywhere. And uh, please go get it. We'll be, or, you know, come over to my house and listen to it. You can meet Samuel. Yeah. You can witness Eduardo. Uh, it's not even polishing anymore. It's sort of like just building I, a shrine to the I do. I do the, I do the 311. Well, on occasion, I do the hot breath and then the wipe it on your, oh, nice. on your shirt nice. just, to make, just to make sure that the CDs I mean, remain The 311 reflective. CDs and, and that, that rare. <laughs> Which I had to order from some weird German kid, the uh, live Spin Doctors EP. Home Belly Groove. Home Belly Groove. <laughs> uh, but uh, before we get out of here this week, we're going to play a little track. Something, and um, I don't even know this is sticking with a theme because there isn't a theme, but it's something that you really want to talk about. Eduardo, so take it away. I had. Uh, there I was in my basement on a on a random uh, Saturday, and I was actually doing like work work, which is not cool. And I threw on uh, this um, uh, LP from the eighties, um, a Brazilian artist named uh, Marisa Monte, and there was a song on there called Banky Sikish, uh, which uh, the minute it started, I, I had a recollection of of a man singing it, and that sent me down this internet uh, sort of hole of like. Who was, who was the version with the male singer? And so I had to figure out where, who the song was originally written by. And, and I just kept hitting dead ends. So I actually went old school. I, I went to the liner notes of the actual, uh, LP mm-hmm. and I read a comment in there saying, Oh, this is actually, you know, we, we put, uh, Brazilian, uh, Portuguese lyrics, um, onto this. It's actually originally a song by this Italian artist named Pino Daniel. And if you don't know him, he's sort of this weird tropical psychedelic acid funk. Uh, Zen master and everyone should listen to him. And I immediately thought, Oh my God, who the fuck is Pino Danielle? And how can I learn more about him? And so cut to about an hour later of me furiously <laughs> G chatting Kevin and saying, Kevin, I have found the Italian Steely Dan. This is a thing yep. that is real. And it is. And his name is Pino Danielle. Yeah. And so here is a song by him off of the album, uh, Nero a Meta, I think is what it's called, but yeah. there are. His catalog is vast, and I just urge everyone to go out there and choose your own adventure and, and listen to his <laughs> stuff and, and make it That's work the best for you. Thing. Here's and a preview. <laughs> I say he 
questions here <laughs> is he just staring at the picture of donald fagan and staring and stabbing him in the face and what does this say about steely dan uh in that we have this and i bet if we dug deeper we would find this in every country around the world yeah i, I it's a really does that mean steely dan 
it's a weird conundrum. Um, it this is. guy, chicken and egg. Of, yeah, this it's uh, having poked around his discography, like some of his early stuff. There's there's there are clear other influences you'll hear uh, before the Steely Dan comes in. This is uh, the albums that I've enjoyed the most are between you know 1978 and say 83. So there's other uh, there's a very clear sense of um, you know being uh, someone who was born in 1977. A lot of his songs take me right back to like being five years old and, and 1982 and thinking about like my parents and their friends talking or enjoying a song <laughs> or something. There's a very, you know, there's like a, a, a very, um, you know, so stuck he enjoying stuck, a coffee stuck, <laughs> stuck between the moon and New York City. Yeah. Kind of feel to a lot of his catalog. And it's fucking lovely, man. I, yeah. it's, it was just that just this like refreshing, you know, like. Like we love getting musical surprises, yeah. And this was <laughs> and discovering this is Pino Danielle was this definitely one. one of these. Um, yeah, it, it. And 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 that song. You know, even, I can't listen to this with Daria in the house. I, uh, you know, it, it Steely Dan has an effect on women. It has yep. an effect on women and people under people born after 1985 or something. I had a friend who would say. If you want to, clear, that. if you want to clear out a room, he was he was like at the time twenty five, and he was he had, he went to college late, so he was hanging out with a bunch of eighteen and nineteen year olds. He was like, every time I want to kick them out of my house, I just put on Steely Dan. <laughs> yep. And with that, uh, that is our podcast. <laughs> uh, so much wisdom on this one. So much wisdom <laughs> on this one. Um, yeah, that, that is great. I. Uh, if you if you get the playlist together, we'll put it in the show notes. Okay. Uh, if not, we'll we'll tweet it out or something or, or do something with that. That is our podcast. If you like what you heard, subscribe to us on iTunes. It's called Apple Podcasts. I don't know why because you listen to it in iTunes, mm. but this is a problem. Just use the podcast app. Hit yeah, the, hit just that use the podcast. Button. Use the search podcast for Jackie Glasses. Leave us a rating or a message there. Also, if you're on Android, Google Play, Mixcloud, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, you can always listen to us on Pippa.io. That's our podcast host. Just search for us on Pippa. Uh, it's Chunky Glasses. And um, every episode is up there as opposed to iTunes. I will say that. It's, it's nice. Like nice. everything forever. Nice. Or as long as they stay in. It's like you're a, you're, you're an historian. Of, uh, oh, little, call little back. callback! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, <laughs> I like that. Um, coming up in the next shit. I don't even know when this is going to air, but I know we're uh, we're going to be talking about Lenny Kravitz and uh, tantalizing. I, <laughs> it is. We are going to. Are, are you in for the final cut discussion? Pink I, Floyd. I I don't know. I don't. No, you, I'm I'm, nah. I'm uh, okay. I'm okay, torn. so I'm it's torn. probably not. Probably be yeah. me and Drew and a few other people. Okay, okay. Uh, sitting down here for talking about the final cut, and then uh, nice. Yeah, I got got a few other things. Got a few interviews planned, um, and uh, yeah, I'm just gonna burn through March and April and stuff, and then the good shit coming. So this is fun. Two man podcast. Yeah, back. To, yeah, um, it was like. We're, we're, we're delivering on the promise of, and, and, you know, we're both of nobody liking us. Nobody wanting to talk. We're delivering on <laughs> that even, promise. We even chased Sam off. So, fuck, is he going? Uh, I'll find him. I'll find him. Well, we got a show to go to, sir. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So, hang tight. We'll be back in a few days. Until then, be good to your ears. That'll be better to your people. Talk to you soon.
Kenobi. <laughs> 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 <laughs>